0: Good evening and welcome to Intent and Instinct. I'm Nick Walsh here with Brett Kane. Brett, happy sad skull. Happy sad skull, Nick. So we have part 2 of reading from uh, where we left off in the Viking text which you found the old pronunciation for. Yes, I I did. And the one we used
1: previously, Havamal, is is accepted the more modernized, but the old Norse is and I'm going to butcher this, but Hovmål and that is how it was said anciently. Spelling's the same. We'll have that up on the website. Uh, but beyond the pronunciation,
0: we've got a lot of content to get to in that. Yeah, absolutely. And we have some announcements later, so that's, that's going to be exciting. But I think we should launch right in to our reading. Do you want to start us off, Brett? Yes. No. if thou has a friend whom
1: thou fully trustest. And from whom thou wouldst good derive, thou shouldst blend thy minds with his, and gifts exchange, and often go see him. Simple. Keep in touch. Don't let relationships die. There are three key elements that really stand out to me here. Maybe four. It says, from whom thou wouldst good derive. And that doesn't mean just take, take, take. But this is... Uh, a symbiotic relationship it's mutually beneficial blend minds together talk bounce ideas off each other get advice and gifts exchange doesn't even be lavish but oh it's your birthday hey i picked this up for you Oh, i thought you might like this and often go see him give a visit with today's technology there's no reason you can't send a text message or drop a phone call to your close friends
0: yeah uh, definitely keeping in touch is important I think that what I also see in the negative of here, not, not what is not likable, but what is present that's not being stated, that's what I mean by the negative, is cutting out the people that are not those things. Oftentimes we keep toxic people, and we don't even realize that they're toxic. They seem fine. Uh, But they they affect our lives in in minute ways, even if it's wasting our time. Uh, So cutting those people out and surrounding yourself with the people that uh, are not necessarily of the same opinions as as you, but the same drive as you, uh, that are looking to get things out of life that complement what you want to get out of life.
1: Well, it says, whom thou fully trustest, not, you know, in a acquaintance you're not going to be blending minds mm-hmm. or exchanging gifts all the time, or going to see your acquaintances all the time. You want people that you can fully trust, mm-hmm. and those are the relationships you want to cultivate. Not to say um, you're not going to interact with coworkers or you know other people that you know or, or that you even like, but you have to differentiate between people that you like, people you like spend time with, and those that you can fully trust.
0: Yeah. Back to the text. but of him yet further whom thou little trustest and thou suspectest his affection before him thou shouldst laugh and contrary to thy thoughts speak requital should the gift resemble the opposite it's tact yeah uh, contrary to thy thoughts speak uh it, when you when you have those those toxic people um Especially if it's coworkers, acquaintances, things like that that are on the fringes of your life, but that you still interact with and that you need to interact with, you can't just cut a coworker out of your life. You have to see them every day. Uh, it's about not burning these bridges, and I've experienced that time and time again. You know, I mean, I made a few mistakes before where you just completely cut somebody out of your life, and then a year or two later, you realize tangentially they're going to be back in your life through a friend of a friend or et cetera. And you just burned a bridge that you need. So, c- completing things with tact. And leaving, leaving doors open for change. So that's what I get. 100%. To the text. Moderately wise should each one be, but never overwise. For a wise man's heart is seldom glad. If he is all wise, who owns it? Back to moderation in
1: all things. You don't want to get too caught up
0: in any one thing. It also makes me think of uh, ignorance is bliss. So I'm not quite sure how I feel or how much I agree with this particular one. I don't know if shirking knowledge or wisdom to a certain extent is the the answer to avoid being uh seldom happy i get what it's saying you know the the more you focus on the truths of existence uh and and your own state of being it can plunge you into despair or hopelessness or cynicism Uh, but the answer isn't necessarily to dumb yourself down the answer is to find ways of appreciating what's there. So that's where I would diverge from this. I agree. And more could, I could say plenty more about that, but uh, we have plenty of these to get through anyway. We do, and, and I wanna say there's a,
1: another poem, the Volusva, and uh, I'm butchering the pronunciation, but that's where the prophecy of Ragnarok and the, the fall of the gods in Norse mythology comes from. And in that, there's a, a seer and she's summoned by odin to to prophesy and she tells him all these things and she says she knows where his eye is we know odin gave up an eye to gain wisdom and as she's giving him these bits and in, of insight into what's coming she keeps asking him and it almost in, in a taunting way i i think do you know enough yet and keeps asking me, like, are you satisfied with this knowledge that you're going to be eaten by the great wolf Fenrir, and that your son is going to die fighting the Midgard snake, and yeah. and so that that's kind of interesting. So that's what that made me think of. Um, but I, I definitely agree with you that you don't want to sacrifice wisdom for pleasure or contentment, but rather make something great with the wisdom that you gain. Here's one, back to the text. He should early rise who another's property or life desires to have. Seldom a sluggish wolf gets prey, or a sleeping man victory. I really like this one. I, and I know you definitely are a hard worker. And one thing I learned from my father was to be an early riser, and we see this repeated uh, in, in a lot of proverbs.
0: Everywhere,
1: everywhere. Yeah, early to bed, early to rise, healthy, mm-hmm. wealthy, and wise. And it reminds me of uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. He has a, a little poem uh, where he talks about how great heights were not achieved by sudden flight, but rather by him who, while his comrades slept was toiling upward in the night
0: I like that I, I haven't heard that before
1: to the text circumspect and reserved every man should be and wary and trusting friends of the words that a man says to another he often pays the penalty watch your words
0: yeah it ties back in with the earlier one too about uh, monitoring what you say Di- uh, you, when it diverges from what you're thinking, uh, maintain those relationships. Absolutely.
1: You know, there's uh, in the Bible, it talks about the man who can control his tongue is perfect. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. And we always hear, be therefore perfect. Obviously, no one is perfect. And it also talks about the tongue being a little member and being like a spark that starts a forest on fire. Mm -hmm. or a ship that's steered by a small helm. Mm -hmm. And our words can definitely uh, condemn us or or liberate us. And making sure what we're saying to to others about others, about ourselves, words uh, definitely have a lot of, of power behind them.
0: No man lacks everything, although his health be bad. One in his sons is happy, one in abundant wealth, one in his good works. What do you see when you look at that?
1: I think it goes back to what you said earlier about not letting wisdom or knowledge or the facts of life just being get us down. Mm -hmm. No one lacks everything. One person might lack something, but has something someone else doesn't have. So finding joy in, in what you have or... Or again, I think looking for the good. And I think everyone can get somewhere. Everyone can get stronger. That's the fact of life. Yeah, we talked about that in a previous podcast.
0: There's always something you can do to further yourself. And even not going that far, just going back to this, there's always something you can focus on that is positive currently.
1: Absolutely, and really selfless here. One in his sons is happy. Oh, you know, my health is bad, but my family is happy. Mm-hmm. Or look at that. I like it.
0: So what I'd like to do now, listeners, is set aside where we're at with these currently, these uh, proverbs, these Viking proverbs. And you'll hear, you'll hear them again uh, throughout the following episodes. We'll probably bring in one at a time as we open or close an episode, if we feel it's appropriate. Before we move on from these Viking proverbs, though, Brett, I know there was something you wanted to mention.
1: Yes. Viking culture is very interesting. and I'm not going to go into the, the ins and outs of it, but there is a phrase that I first heard on the History Channel's series Vikings, and it was a war cry before the Vikings attacked Paris. And this actually comes directly from the Voluspa, again, the poem about Ragnarok and the the end of the gods. And it is, and for you uh, Norse scholars, please feel free to correct my pronunciation, but it's Skagold, Skalmud, Skildir, Kolofnir. And what that means is an age of swords, an age of axes or sword time, axe time. and it says shields will be splintered. And it's talking about the fall of the world, but it kind of an interesting, uh, almost fatalistic um, war cry. But I like that, and uh, I think it's important for everyone to have their own war cry, their own motivation. Not necessarily that you have to yell right before you go into a job interview. <laughs> but but a good mantra to have. I'm looking forward to coming back to these Viking
0: texts. Absolutely. So I know that we had some questions, listener based questions so I think we could do a bit of a QA right now.
1: Absolutely. Again, thank you to our listeners, to our contributors. We appreciate these questions and hope you do as well. First question. How has martial arts influenced your lives and what advice would you give to someone with no experience who might want to get started on a very basic level? YouTube
0: tutorials? Great question. Uh, Definitely a two-parter. So I think we can both kind of tell our tale about how it's influenced our lives. For me particularly, I've done some form of martial arts pretty much my entire life, with, with, with a gap in my early teen years. I started out doing Taekwondo when I was about six. And I didn't go very far in Taekwondo. I, I got a, a belt or two, I can't remember. I think, I think I was yellow belt with a stripe towards the next belt, uh, which in Taekwondo, you progress through the belts much faster than Jiu Jitsu uh in jujitsu it's common uh if you're only going a couple times a week and depending on your skill level and 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 the school you're at uh it can take one or two years to get a blue belt and it can take 10 to 20 years to get a black belt you know depending on many many things in taekwondo it's it's much more formalized the stages of the belts uh then i started Kind of just doing backyard MMA with you, Brett, uh, in our teen years. And then towards the end of our teen years, uh, well, towards the end of our high school. Halfway through high school, we, we did boxing. So then we, then we did uh, boxing, amateur U.S. boxing training. And then I had various um, MACP training in the, the military. And now jujitsu. So how has that impacted my life? Uh, confidence, obviously. When you've gone through martial arts, the world becomes a different place, uh, especially when you have contact sports. Uh, and, And just feel confident that 1v1, you know, I stand a chance at defending myself. Of course, I'm not immune to a brick to the back of the head, and there are plenty of people more skilled and plenty more more lucky than I am. So that's by no means me saying I'm invincible, but I just... Can walk down the street feeling a little bit more secure uh, beyond that almost contrary to that too is a certain amount of humility because especially in jiu-jitsu actually to stepping back recently into training uh, jiu-jitsu versus boxing it's just become so aware at uh, somebody half my size could make me submit and tap out in seconds so, there's humility there. Um, that's how it's affected my life. Check. I
1: echo those sentiments as well. And one thing that you didn't mention was uh, we actually did some Bushido, which was oh, a right. uh, uh, Japanese sword fighting samurai, the way of the sword. And that was, I think, for me, one of the most interesting things, not that we carry katanas around with us but again that that humility that discipline because before class and we were taught by sandy goldstein who was and and is renowned in the sword fighters world and he would have us kneel for like half an hour sit in a very uncomfortable not just kneeling but sitting back on our heels you know and just super uncomfortable yeah it's,
0: it's, it's some sort of like warrior's pose. Uh, not warrior yoga pose where you stand Stick to the side forward. and and lean forward but it's like a it, it is called a warrior's meditative pose or something similar yeah I remember an you know, old man he told me to come at him with
1: the the bokken the wooden sword and I came very slowly because again this was an old man I was you know 14 years old or whatever I didn't want to hurt him and he sidestepped did an artful twist and then just palms struck me in, right in the mouth and I had braces then. <laughs> but martial arts for me same it gives you confidence it gives you discipline and humility and one of the things that I'm so grateful for is knowing how to fight has kept me out of more fights than it's gotten me into yeah me.
0: absolutely ever since I started boxing training compared to before I started seriously training in martial arts the need to fight and the ability to avoid them is is greatly altered. And a lot of people like me,
1: you know, they know me especially as being super peppy and bubbly and, and smiley and they say, oh, do you get all your anger and frustration out when you box? And It's, it's no, it's not that. It's not a release. It's, it, it is that discipline. It is that training. Um, at least for me. But I think the most important part of this question Is what advice we would give to someone with no experience who might want to get started on a very basic level and I think they just answered their own question get started on a very basic level
0: yeah definitely get getting that first first day out of the way Uh, I I don't recommend YouTube videos no Uh, at YouTube videos are great for somebody who has a solid base who can identify yeah. the baloney yeah out there. yeah absolutely identify what's right what's wrong you're going to need a trained professional that is in the room and that you verified certain things and and is able to watch you highly highly valuable a lot of the things that you're going to gain from mixed martial arts or not sorry martial arts not mixed martial arts um, can only take place in a personal relationship you with your classmates you with your instructor it's also not just about what they're doing for you as instructors it's a two-way relationship and that's one of the reasons why the youtube videos don't really cut it in that regard uh, as, as as your sole means of learning especially starting out because you're there for them you the instructor doesn't exist without you they learn so much just from instructing you. It's not necessarily they learn about a technique that they were doing wrong, but they're learning uh, they're, they're learning things about their own path through that through that relationship. and your fellow or what would be your fellow martial artists that are learning along the way, they need you there too. So it''s it's a, it's a good relationship to build. Uh, I recommend starting out. Uh, as far as sports go or as far as which martial art go uh, Boxing traditional Western boxing would be it's fine to walk into a gym and just start there There's plenty of those gyms there. They're all around uh, The quality varies greatly and a lot of them are nowadays geared towards less contact or, or hitting hitting the pads and more of just like cardio bouncing in place try and stay away from that not that there's not gonna be cardio, but find somewhere that's at least gonna let you run drills on pads. If not, also spar against uh, other other classmates. Kickboxing, exact same. Totally great place to start. Try and avoid the places that are at uh, gyms, like actual like weightlifting gyms. Those tend to be cardio-based, follow the leader. Yeah, tie bow or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's going to look like tie bow and it's going to be called boxing, you know. So find a place that's going to let you, and I get it. It's like, well, how do I know the difference? Ask them, are we going to be running drills on mitts or drills on pads? If they answer yes, cool, that's a great place for you to start out. Even better, are you going to be eventually letting us spar with each other or with you? If yes, even better. Uh, kickboxing, boxing, they're the same in that regard. I don't necessarily think starting out and this is for adults and this is not for kids. Uh, all of this advice, I can talk about kids after this, but I don't recommend for adults starting out with Taekwondo, karate, a lot of the more Kata based ones that are, are, are sort of dance or traditional that haven't grown over time. Now I'm not talking about the amount of people that do them. I'm talking about how, how has the technique changed or grown over time? Uh, so, again, that leaves boxing, kickboxing, uh, jiu-jitsu, obviously, hands down. Uh, I, hold, I hold Western boxing and jiu-jitsu in very high regard in that respect. Um, I think jiu-jitsu is an amazing place to start. In many regards, I think it's an even better place to start than Western boxing. However, I would never consider somebody fully well-rounded until they've also done some boxing training because a lot of real fights. They, they all start standing up. Even though they go to the ground pretty quick, the majority of the time, they start standing up. And regardless, the confidence and, uh, and strength you'll have, the mental fortitude you'll have through grappling will be greatly higher if you also know that you can take a punch to the face. Uh, so jiu is a great place to start. Some people might be a little too shy to do jiu- do jujitsu off the bat because it is pretty intimate you are rolling around on the floor with people and, and and grabbing them and twisting limbs together uh so if you're a little bit more shy of a person and you feel like that's too much physical contact western boxing is a great place to start uh, besides that i mean that's 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 yeah that's that's, that's where i say judo actually honestly i'll throw judo in there as well um I'm not sure popularity-wise, I think there might even be more Judo across the country than there is Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu has pockets of popularity. Uh, Judo is a little bit older and more established. Uh, One of the things I love about Jiu-Jitsu is that it's constantly evolving. Every day there's something new. Yeah. 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 So what what Jiu-Jitsu is today isn't what it was 10 years ago. It's grown, and so many people of all different ranks have helped make it grow. When uh, something I heard on a, on a other podcast the other day was when was the last time you heard of a new boxing punch, right? It just hasn't happened. But Jiu Jitsu is coming up with new submissions and, and grappling techniques and ways to pass it all the time. So I love that. But j- Judo's great as well. Judo's sort of the father of Jiu Jitsu, both in time and in practice. Uh, again, children, that's a different story. Brett, you can even Definitely answer the other questions, but also I think after that you should be the one to touch on uh, as far as children, where they should start. You've probably put more thought into that than I have, and I know you've actually done a lot more instruction in that regard.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. I agree with everything you said, Nick. Yeah, don't be afraid. That's the one thing. You're not made of glass. If you get a, a bump in the face, you get a, catch an elbow, get punched in the face, get a bloody nose, bloody lip, you're going to be fine. Look up what gyms are in your area, what dojos, what boxing gyms, what what have you. And call them up, see if you can do a free class, meet the instructor, and go with an open mind. I recommend that everyone learn how to fight. And just to train, so again, avoid the YouTube tutorials to begin with. Just go in, be teachable, be humble. And you have a great advantage not knowing anything right now because you're teachable and you don't have all these bad habits. And uh, Don't we-
0: pick up the bad habits from YouTube. <laughs> That's right.
1: And uh, let us know. Let us know where you're training, who you're training with, what martial art you decide to start with. Again, I, I fully endorse Western boxing and jiu-jitsu as the, the top ones to, to start with. Um, great question. Thank you. Next question this is a good one. Quick one. Favorite book you read this year and why? Nick, what was a, a good book you read this year that you could recommend?
0: Yeah. Uh, I've read a few. Let's go with for sheer entertainment. Honestly, I finally started the dark tower series with Stephen King. Uh, you know, I read some history books, uh, about Rome and Hemingway and, uh, some sort of modern philosophy life guide books as well. But, uh, uh, people are talking about all those a lot, all the time anyway. Stephen King, Dark Tower, and then 1970-something was when it was published, but there's, what, 8, nine, ten. I don't even know how many of those books in the series that stem all the way up until the 2000s, into the 2000s, he kept writing them. So I'm kind of excited to see how his writing changes. It's interesting to spend 30 years writing a, a series. So much has changed since the 70s uh, everywhere. So Dark Tower, if you like dystopian and fantasy, uh, I'd recommend that. It's not mm, typical king horror. Uh, It's also not Shawshank and things like that, uh, modern literary stuff that he sometimes writes.
1: Good choice. My pick would have to be Cinderella Man. You may know the movie, directed by Ron Howard, And starring, in my mind, one of the greatest actors of all time. You've seen Cinderella Man, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Fantastic movie. Even better book. Great story. True story. The things he did after the movie takes place are even more impressive than what he did in the movie. His life got much more interesting after the credits.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, true story, James J. Braddock. Pick it up. It's a great read. It's a good question. Very good question. Next, uh, this is a a good one. We'll just jump to this real quick. What are the daily routines you have to keep you grounded and moving forward in purpose? Great question. Uh, I'll be real quick. Get up early, exercise, drink water, read, write my book that I'm working on, and journal spend time with friends and family. If I can do most of those things, that's a good day.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, the biggest foundation is drinking water and eating healthy and working out. These things are powerful. And everyone says, yeah, yeah, you know what, that's true. And then they look for a different answer. They understand, yeah, I need to eat healthy, I need to work out, Uh, but what about this supplement? (laughs) How about I just take that instead? Um, Or, you know, I need to work on my diet. And then that working on part never really happens. It's always something you're about to do. Gotta start there. That this this working out and eating healthy. And I'm not talking about high-level jujitsu or or you know powerlifting competitions. I'm just talking about getting some exercise in. And eating healthy. Lift people out of depression. Now I'm not saying that there aren't clinical depression. Uh, cases that plenty of people suffer from where they absolutely need medication and it's the right thing for them and they need to create a whole uh, set of ways to handle that but also for 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 some people depending on the level of depression they have or or what's causing it to manifest they pull themselves out of it just from changing their diet and uh, and working out its monumental start there on top of that Honestly, uh, you mentioned staying grounded, spending 10 minutes every day doing mindfulness meditation. Now I'll just stress that that meditation isn't a, a goal where you've achieved the goal when you can close your eyes and no thoughts come to you. That's what most people think meditation is. Meditation is almost the exact opposite of that. Mindfulness meditation. It's actually about closing your eyes. And allowing and recognizing that the thoughts are going to come regardless, and letting them do so, and finding a, a calm space within that chaos, and five ten minutes a day, it that'll feel like you that it'll feel like you took something after that. Just highly recommend it. Um, Mindful, I believe, is the website that I would recommend if you have no place to start. Um, with meditation just try them out we're not sponsored by them by the way at all (laughs) I've just used them in the past and I think it's a lot less flowery uh, or decorated than some of the other like guided meditations you'll find on YouTube and things this is much more straightforward and treats you like an adult
1: (laughs) that's great thank you Nick and again We're not gurus, we're not life coaches. What we do have is years of experience, more than half a century combined experience and we're giving you tools. Try them out, see what works for you, see what doesn't.
0: And let us know what doesn't and what does.
1: Please. And speaking of seers and oracles and prophetesses earlier, you uh, led right into our next question. What helps most when you get in a funk or even get overwhelmed with depression or anxiety? <laughs> so absolutely that, doing those daily routines, making those habits. Um, you know, and, and I'm not qualified to speak with any degree of authority like you said on, on clinical depression. I'm someone very close in my life struggles with severe depression and I don't understand it at all. I'm kind of one of those rub some dirt on it, walking off kind of, uh, kind of mentalities. But for me, whenever I get in a funk, uh, that could be not feeling like working out, uh, or getting overwhelmed at work. And I just feel like going through the motions, just going through the motions. I don't feel like working out really hard today but i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna lift some weight Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go for a walk Uh, so that's something that you can do again eating right drinking lots of water Um, seek professional help if it if it is to that level Um, one of the best things we can do also is getting out of our own heads and looking for ways to serve others exercise take a walk that's
0: what I would say yeah I agree with with all of that I'd say yeah, first thing you do is you tell somebody uh, somebody close a friend a family member and if that person you tell is uh, antagonistic or unsupportive that's them that's not you so tell somebody else Keep telling somebody until you find somebody who's supportive. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to drop everything and, and fix your problem for you, and, and likely they can't, even if they wanted to, but just find somebody who's there to listen. And if you need professional help, not if you need, but if you want professional help, get it. And then if you don't want it, but you know you need it, also get it. It's professional help. There's, there's no shame there. But as far as what you're going to do or how you're going to change your day to kind of help that. Yeah, some of the things we already talked about. Eat healthy. I promise you, take two to three days to start noticing a change in your mentality uh, once you start eating healthy.
1: Don't eat those donuts if, at work.
0: Yeah, if you don't know what eating healthy is, it, it doesn't have a name to it. If you're, if, if whenever you're like, this must be eating healthy and it's a fad that has a title, that's not eating healthy. Uh, we, we, we say that for a different podcast though. Working out. Fitness, go for a run, go for a jog, lift some weights. Go up and down a flight of stairs 20 times. You can find a flight of stairs somewhere, I promise you. Walk around the block. Walk until you find one, and then you've already <laughs> done half your workout. But, uh, and then, yeah, getting out, seeing something green, some trees, walk around. Uh, those are the big things. Mindfulness meditation, again. Uh, go to a boxing gym and get punched in the face. <laughs> go to a jujitsu. Uh, school and, tapped out. And get tapped out
1: make sure you tap don't don't let yourself get choked out
0: yeah tap early tap often
1: good question next this will be a, a good one quick one favorite marvel movie and most influencing lesson from it
0: oh that's that's like 15 movies or something <laughs> you want me to think about real quick uh i just watched infinity war uh, uh, and let's think favorite do you have one off the top of
1: your head you know I do as a matter of fact and it's one we saw together runner up real quick i throw it out Thor Ragnarok hilarious great movie great director great acting but the one we saw together and this will surprise you man was just, Big Hero 6 the Disney Pixar. that's Pixar. Marvel that's also Marvel Stan Lee was in it that is Marvel I obviously no idea. Disney owns Marvel now yeah and what I liked most about that one, if you haven't seen the movie, stop listening, go watch it. But the biggest lesson I took away from that is, before you judge someone, find out how you can help them. Because you have uh, you have our, our main character, Hiro, wanting to avenge his brother, wants to kill the guy in the kabuki mask. He's about to, but this guy's also just trying to save his daughter. And then he ends up being able to do that. Yeah. Um, so.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I'm not gonna choose a favorite. Sorry. Deal with it. <laughs> but I'll tell you, out of the 15, uh, a few top ones that I like. Uh, Black Panther is right up there. Uh, aesthetically, it was just refreshing. There were the, like the just color wise, palette wise, it's very different than the other Marvel movies. Uh, and I really like. There's some nuances to. The issues going on in in Black Panther that just aren't present in any other Marvel movie. It, it was it was a little bit deeper, so that's definitely there. Thor Ragnarok, I loved the sort of eighties throwback feeling. How it didn't take itself too seriously. It was self referential, uh, and it, it even mocked itself a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then Iron Man one kind of sets the stage for quality Marvel movies. In general, it's so that one's definitely there. I saw Infinity War recently, like I said. Uh, I liked the ending. No spoilers. Sorry. It just (laughs) recently came out. But there were things about the ending that I liked. Uh, So that's that. Biggest lesson out of all of those. Oh, man. I'm not going to tell you which movies the lessons came from, but there's two lessons. And one is to not take yourself too seriously. You can probably guess. And the other would be to try and see things from someone else's perspective as often as possible. Now, yeah. uh, it's not groundbreaking stuff, but yeah, that's, that's also, I don't watch Marvel movies to, right. to, to learn life lessons. Right. Uh, but if I had to think of ones that I can recognize off the top of my head, those would be the two
1: absolutely great great questions all right we've got just one more one more question what advice would you give to someone who wants to start a podcast when do you upgrade equipment versus using a phone
0: oh that's a good question it depends on who your audience is and and how who, who your audience who you want your audience to become too I think upgrading from a phone, for the most part, can happen immediately because even a – there are $20 mics out there that will be a substantial upgrade from your phone. So if you can manage $20, I'd say upgrade immediately. If not, start with the phone. It's always better to start. Uh Absolutely.
1: And the advice that I would give – and this is interesting that you mentioned Stephen King earlier – He, I think it was him, who said that if you want to be a writer, don't major in English. Now, plenty of great writers have majored in English, but what he means is find something that you are passionate about, and then the stories will come. Don't say, oh, you know what, podcasts on underwater basket weaving are super popular right now. That's what I'm going to do. No, it's going to be a flop, most likely. Instead, say, you know what? I really like watercolors. I'm going to start a podcast on watercolors. Or I like reading biographies. I'm going to do a podcast on that. Find something that you're passionate about and start telling your stories. Um, Absolutely.
0: And don't be afraid of who you are, uh, which is similar to what you're saying. Yeah, you know, you find, what did you say, watercolors? Yeah. You find you want to do a podcast about watercolor art watercolor, whatever. Don't say, okay, I'm gonna do watercolors, because watercolors, I'm passionate about it, so I should do something I'm passionate about. And then have put on a personality that you think is what people expect when they tune into a podcast to do your watercolors. Cause then you're only halfway there. You're and it's gonna take time anyway to find out, you know, your authentic self in, in this medium, but be yourself. Uh, find space for it slowly. It'll take a while. Start today and send us your podcast. We'll listen to it. Oh yeah. Here's, here's another practical, super easy and practical piece of advice. Record your first five episodes before you upload any of them. You might find that the nature of your podcast changes or what you want out of it changes between those five episodes. Then you can still make alterations Uh, And then it also gives you some room to release them slowly while you're building up other content so that you're not left lagging behind if something comes up for a week or two. Record your first five and then think about releasing.
1: Check. Great advice, Nick. Well, I think that's all we have for this evening. Uh, some news, we are going to have some merchandise coming here soon our logo with our happy sad skull so instead of buying that new sweater just hold out be out just in time for fall
0: and anything else Nick that is it on my end I want to go do some jujitsu that's my night go
1: do some jujitsu I'm gonna go have dinner with my wife and daughter I wish that I were doing jiu-jitsu with you as well, but priorities. Soon. We'll, get, we'll get there soon, and we're going to have a, a roll that we will record, we will upload, we're going to have an epic battle. It's been years since you and I have, have sparred, so it'll be interesting. Thank you for joining us. Again, this is Intent and Instinct with your hosts, Nick Walsh and Brett Kane. Happy Satsuko.
0: Hi listeners, Nick Walsh here with a real quick message. We just launched the capability for you to support our podcast by subscribing monthly. If you don't feel like subscribing monthly, that's fine. You can continue to listen to us just like you always have. But if you would like to support us, that's going to allow us to bring on guests, to do giveaways and contests, upgrade our equipment down the line and continue doing what we do. We love that you're listening to us. You make this possible. If you feel like supporting us, please go to anchor.fm slash intent and instinct, and you can choose from three different levels of subscription. Again, that's anchor.fm slash intent and instinct. Thanks.